Today is February 2nd, 2018. This is episode 66 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flatus and Shinder. Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flatus. With me, this host likes his fish like he likes his love life. Raw. <laughs> it's Shin. <laughs> shin. That could have gone so many worse places. <laughs> How's it going? Although, it wasn't until like you started the episode and the music started playing and I realized we totally messed up and should have done a Groundhog Day reference. Was it Groundhog Day today? It's February 2nd, yeah. Oh, well, we could restart. <laughs> just start the whole thing over. Just do this, and at the end of the entire show, we'll just restart Just keep looping it. Just keep looping it. Kane and chat, look how he's going to raw. Oh, you know, if we keep going, you can go with the fish theme still and just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's February now. It's February. You know what that means? Yes, it is. You know what that means? Fuck you, it's February. (laughs) Thank you, Safe, for that. Uh, It's beautiful. Thank you, Safe. Thank you, Safe. It's so beautiful. One more time. Fuck you, it's February. (laughs) I love that he went with the February (laughs) instead of the deadpan. I do like it. Oh, Fenio, for fuck's sakes. Uh, it makes me happy. It's just so happy. You know. Uh, anyway, welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Yeah, yes. What are you eating over there? I never know what you're I eating. have jerky. Like, I don't really get time to get food, so. Jerky's good. Is it good jerky? It's it- okay. Okay. It's something to eat with the beer. True. Sips his we got whiskey beers. and banana beer tonight. <laughs> it's, it's popping off on this episode of Milstrom Radio. I got 12-year-old whiskey, he's got banana beer, he's got jerky, and I have an energy drink. So <laughs> one of us may have one of us may have the worst night. One of us may have the best night. I have a feeling it's gonna the best night's gonna be him. Anyway, let's jump into the news. Uh new optional items hit the store this week. If you didn't see it. You know, it's not anything spectacular or really anything new if you've been playing the game because a lot of it was There's from... a flying panda. Well, there is a flying panda. There is a panda that flies. M- Mystic panda. <laughs> it's a it's it's a it's a special bear. It's a happy bear. That it's kind of amazing. And the best part about it is you buy it and it's account wide. It true. 
Oh shit, account wide? Yeah, you pay once and you get it for everyone. Oh, that's pretty good. Fucking pandas for the win. Does Flatus have the bear yet? Which bear? Like the panda bear? I don't have the panda bear yet. I have the Christmas bear. I'm not a warrior, so I can't get the armored bear, but I'd be getting a steel panther, which, you know. Honestly, sounds better. Yeah. Feeny, why are you making dots at me? Like, like I fucking failed you as a person. Anyway, live letter, uh, what is that, 23? 43. 42. 42. <laughs> Roman numerals. 42. Live letter. Nowhere near. Fucking flat. Fucking next Friday. No, next Saturday. All right, next cool. Saturday. Oh, God. Right early in the morning, though, so. Oh, God, I'll be awake. I'm to be awake for that. All right, I'll be awake. I'll be there. I'm Live. If I'm going to see Eureka, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be live in person. Regretting my regretting my thoughts on why it doesn't there. actually say where or what the live letter is about probably about 4.25 or housing Ugh. <sighs> hope it's not a housing thing anyway all we know is they're broadcasting from Sapporo Ooh. yes Chile there's another live letter February 10th next 10th. week you heard it here first on Maelstrom Radio the number one there's no information about what it's about yeah, here first, Maelstrom Radio, giving you the live feed on bullshit. Uh, Dissidia released on PS4, so if you like fighting games and you like Final Fantasy, and you want to play with like 27 some odd characters, I believe it was the number. Uh, Dissidia, made, yeah, 27 other playable characters. So you get Yushtola and, oh, well, 28 characters in total. So that's pretty solid cast of characters. Uh, online play modes, character customization, brand new original storyline, much more. So, you know, welcome to the arena. Fight the characters. Play as your Stola. You know, Onion Knight. Punch, punch. It's all about that onion. Yeah. Chop, kick. It's all in the... No. All right. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 15 Benchmark was released. If you're not in that, I haven't run it yet. I'm going to run it uh, probably tomorrow. Get my number. See if I can even run it. I better be able to run it. If you can't run it, we have problems. We, got, we, we do have a lot of problems. I better be able to run it with my 1080 and my i7 and my 16 gigs of RAM. 16 gigs. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah. So shouldn't I probably will be able, but I'm excited because I actually might be able to stream Final Fantasy 15 from my computer to you all. Super. So. Uh, let's get into that. Uh, we had, did we have any community news? I feel like somebody's birthday. Oh, I believe Chili had a birthday, like recently. Chili, happy birthday! Happy belated birthday, Chili. I think I missed your birthday, and I'm sorry, but happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 older. You're wiser. I hope you have got a drink for Chili. Yeah, let's take a little sip for Chili. Everybody, raise a glass of Chili. Cheers, Chili. That drink was uh. Was smoky and tasty. Uh oh yeah, I, I, the one piece of news I forgot too. Besides Chili's birthday, sorry Chili. <laughs> yeah, one year closer to senior discounts at Tesco of all places. Uh, I forgot the Love Is in the Air event, the uh Valentine's Day event started today. So uh, I have we're not half heart. Yeah, we're gonna get half heart, half heart chairs. I'm gonna roll around. There's there's an instance for us to do too. There's an we instance. gotta go do that. 
there is. And you have to go in with two people. You have to have a partner. Oh, yeah. I promised Slavic I'd go in with uh, with them as well. So I got a date. I got a, I'm got I'm somebody's waifu for this thing. I'll be, you know, shit, we'll go in together because I think it's hilarious anytime we go in. Bullshit like that. Do we need to bring out the uh, Subligar again? Subligar and Moogle Hat and just, we got piles of money. We worked something out. So that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Ugh. Para's asking us to stream that. We could probably stream that. I mean, I you, I know you still have to finish 4.2 main, sta- uh, main story quests, but uh, we have a lot of stuff either tonight or tomorrow that we need to stream. By the way, doing it uh, live. Big shout out. Oh, oh, yeah, two real quick community news things. Two quick shout outs. One to Kane. Kane did one quest and knocked our FC on uh, on on Grill Gamesh. Greg Lamesh? <laughs> <laughs> Greg Levis just got us rank eight. Yeah, got us rank eight. Kane, thank you so much. Also, Feeny just gifted me a uh, Mystic Panda, and Feeny, thank you so much. Heart, heart, heart eyes, hearts. I can't, I can't because I got. Now you can ride around on a bear. Yeah, I'm gonna, fl- I'm gonna fly around on a panda now. Panda boy. All right. Well, we're here for one main reason and one reason alone. We're gonna. Shin and I are old school at MMO players. We've been around the block. We've I've played a shit ton of MMOs. Shin's to be fair, we haven't been around the block as much as Chili has on podcasts, but we're getting I, there. I don't know. I've played a lot of MMOs. <laughs> I've played a lot. Uh, between EverQuest, EverQuest Two, uh, vanilla all the way since Vanilla WoW, um, playing games like Warhammer Online when that was around. I've played Ion. I've been in betas for tons of MMOs. I've talked about MMOs that were never released. <laughs> um, so Eureka, the Forbidden Land of Eureka. I'm sorry? Too, too soon. Too, too soon. I know. It still hurts. Still hurts. Uh, Yoshida has been teasing, bringing back one of the main things he's always like, it might, you know, my, my, the lock, the lockbox in here. I remember a lot of, uh, since we cover it a lot, is uh, y- y- interviews with Yoshida and other news sources. And one thing he's always been toting is, like, I'm looking to creating a new content in Final Fantasy XIV that's never been seen in an MMO before. Also, I've been looking at older MMOs and look- thinking about the content in those games and how we can bring it in to the newer genre or the newer era of MMOs. Um, so, and so, the idea... Uh, of what is going to happen with Eureka is quite interesting. So Shin and I are going to tackle some theory crafting. We're going to go through the the uh, p- part of the uh, of the uh, the interview that Yoshida did with uh, Game and Watch. Even though we talked a little bit about that last week, it was more of us going guffaw, Chili and I going, ah, old school. But uh, I think we're going to really hit it and just kind of break down like what we think is going to happen in Eureka and kind of hopefully. People that have never played those old school MMOs give you an idea of what, like what we did, what we played, and uh, we'll take it from there. So, <clears throat> Eureka from interview. Forbidden Land Eureka Animus is planned to be implemented in patch 4.25, but first off, when is fat patch 4.25 going to be released? Uh, simple. Not soon enough. Yeah, not soon enough, Odlin. Um, it is uh, very much going to be like another month. So, uh, it, it's a, you know, I would say what... Definitely March at this point. Early March, probably. Which makes sense. 
Uh, he later goes on uh, the interviewer asks, uh, originally Eureka was part of Final Fantasy three set in the Crystal Tower. In past interviews, there was a point where it was being considered as an element of Crystal Tower. Will there be any relevance now to Crystal Tower? Yoshi P going in and saying a bit of that is part of the scenario, so I can't talk about that too much. Uh, but there's a strange phenomenon taking place here also. So Eureka was was attached to the name of the place to the reference the, the Crystal Tower lore that is also to be touched on in the scenario. So this is interesting. Uh, I, I do. We always know that there is some storyline with our weapons or special weapons for the for the pa- the expansion. Eureka is kind of taking on its like this is a big thing to tackle like this isn't just a like here's this weapon and grow its power in some sort of fashion or way or run fates like starting to build a story connecting it to an old raid we used to do um but that's still to be determined right like we don't know there will be fates in there we know that they're going to be the notorious monsters we know that there's going to be level your weapon up we don't know how that is yet but we do know that it's going to be part of it probably part of it but there's going to be some caveats and some dangers in 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 that mix. I mean, we've always had a lot of lore tied to our weapons as well. Like mm-hmm. doing the the animal quest line, and you have this thing come out of your weapon and talk to you and grow, and you have to feed it, shove it full of all the sand and other crap, and then you have to shove it with tons and tons of light. And anyways, <laughs> hey, there's a creature. By the way, there's a creature in weapon. Also, it's super hungry, so you got to feed it all the time. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I saw a weapon. Chili, I think Chile put it out the best. You have given your weapon a soul. Now go murder for it. I mean, how else do you feed your weapon? Murder. It's murder. It, it doesn't like uh, fried chicken. Mm, I mean, I mean, I knew a guy that liked fried chicken once, and it didn't end well for that party. No, we're not. Not that reference. Can't go with that reference. All right, I'll I'll let my Le- my friend Leroy <laughs> know that uh that didn't that didn't work. It wasn't it wasn't a good one. All right, uh, so it, so it's not related to. There's like two people. They're like, oh, fucking Leroy Jenkins. Uh, so it's it's not related to the story of Crystal Tower. There is no direct link for now. Crystal Tower is just a side story, so it'd be tough to incorporate that essential background. Also, Crystal Tower was just set so that the story came out to full conclusion and the door was closed, so it'd be tough to go back there with the state that it's in. Uh, we decided to call it Eureka as we plan to make it the mysterious place primarily used to strengthen weapons and armor. So you want some connection to Crystal Tower, but you don't want it to be like directly related to Crystal Tower. Kind of like... No, I guess I can't use that reference. That doesn't, that wouldn't make sense. I was going to go like Rogue One, but that's not... <laughs> bad example. That's a bad example. Because Rogue Rogue is kind of just like the in-between... Between like episodes, you know, four and three, uh, it's in there. It's just in the mix. Final Fantasy III's Eureka was a place where you you would defeat manifestations of weapons to obtain weapons. Will this new system inherit any part of that from Final Fantasy III? It wouldn't won't be quite like that. It's more of the basic idea of being able to strengthen weapons and armor. So you're not gonna go around and be like, fight the big sword for fighting the sword. We defeated the sword. I now have sword. My sword is stronger. So it's not, it's not that, it's not that. They didn't tease Eureka and Crystal Tower in the last cutscene, didn't they? Yes, they did. They did tease it. But it was just a tease. It wasn't like, hey, I mean, you you would think, hey, Eureka is a part of, like, or in relation to your, to Crystal Tower, but 
you could easily say, hey, like this is an extension of of that, but the the story is different. Like this is a different branching thing. Um, yes. No, sorry, my mind went somewhere else. Oh, okay. Was it like? I was thinking that the, one of the quest lines in the first, when you first get there, because you get reduced to level one, should just be the kill ten rats thing, or just go hunt boars in a forest until you can actually do something useful. <laughs> something. I'm sorry, I was off topic. It just popped into mind. If, if they, t- I swear to God, if they give me a quest that's like slay ten bears and pop, give me like collect twenty anuses, I'll be out. <laughs> be like, nope, I'm running savage. I'm getting my weapon from there. Here's a. Here, sir, here's this. You can go fight the uh, Trogdor Tiger. Yeah. I'll beat his little, his manly dude, dude Sona body. <laughs> With his big meaty how do you can tiger arm. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know. I'm not going to go there. It's too, different, different show, late, late night show. Anyway. Will it also be different from Deep Dungeon or Palace of the Dead? It's completely different. We're still a bit away from implementation, so I can't talk too much about it. But in terms of system, it's a completely new system and content. You could think Eureka almost as a new field area. That's great. That's what I want to hear. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Palace of the Dead. I don't want it to be uh, like a Deep Dungeon thing. We're gonna get a new Deep Dungeon. Like I, that system's cool, but that system has, serves a very specific purpose, and this ain't it. Like this is not for that. So. Uh, is it different from the exploration of Diadem? Uh, you'll still enter through Duty Finder, but with Eureka, your party can be changed freely at the destination, which I like. That's so cool. Like, that's an actual zone. That means we can drop in and drop out parties. So I can be in there, and, like, later if you show up from, like, work and be like, hey, bro, let's fucking kill a monkey or whatever the fuck's in there. <laughs> I don't know why I said monkey. Like, I just think a big gorilla's angry in there. I guarantee there's going to be a gorilla. So help me. There better be a gorilla. There's probably not going to be a gorilla. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I, th- I dig that there's this area that we can get these powerful weapons and level them up. And like there's some there's some dropping in and dropping out. Like you don't have to drop the whole party to like go back out, reschedule, like pick up a friend. Like you say, all right, cool. Hey, you're going to go for the night. No problem. Drop party. And there's still three of us and we can still go do things, uh, which I think that's kind of cool. You could be a one person. I think with all the way... You can play solo or with parties. It doesn't say what the cap is, right? Is it up to four? It doesn't say. They do have eight. You oh, can go with eight people, you can go with four people, or you can go, even go alone and find your friends there. <laughs> I'm going to go with going alone and just try to find my friends and be like, friends. Hey. Boar walks up to you, kills you. Yeah, stabs you in the back. Does not want to be your friend. No. But Bears are not your friend. Especially when you come at them with a melon ball or try to pluck out their anuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck between wanting uh-huh. to move on and wondering how a melon baller would work. Because <laughs> those things are tiny. <laughs> I mean, maybe you try to try like an ice cream scoop? <laughs> like the one that heats up in my hand so it's got an easier time getting in there. <laughs> I don't think you need to heat it up before you put it in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, I can't wait to get to Eureka. So part of this as well, how it was kind of interesting is that they mentioned something of an elemental level with everyone starting from elemental level one. We don't really know what ev- uh, elemental level, which is going to be fun to keep saying over and over again. Uh, we don't really know what that's going to be or what that has to do with anything, although we know we, they did take off elemental resistance from all of the weapons and armor, um, and, like all of the, the gear that we have now. And we've gotten rid of the uh, potions and stuff that did it. They were converted to dyes. Yeah, but all so, but all that stuff is being moved over to die or not die, to Eureka though. Right. Yeah. So we don't necessarily know what this elemental level is going to be or how the resistances are going to play into this. Um, we do know that you're going to start over at level one. You're going to level up normally, whether that means at the same rate as we have currently, or if we get a different rate, or like is it the same leveling system that we have outside? Um, definitely going to be a, at least a similar leveling system or a partly new leveling system because you start off at level one and you're going to get level up. And then when you hit level six, you get started having uh, XP loss for dying. That's my favorite part. XP loss uh, or dying? Uh, well, not dying, but the idea that there is, there is uh, death matters. I'm really curious to see if the economy for like reses comes up. Right? Like I'm going as a healer and I have rays. Will you pay me? So I will raise you. (laughs) I mean, there is, that's an interesting concept. I mean, it's something so old and, and it's not a new concept, but newer to people have never played MMOs before. So a lot of people that are hearing like, wait a minute, if I die, I lose XP. So there's a lot of people like safe, our good friend safe. Who's kind of upset about that. He's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? But that means you staying alive, you doing the right thing, you playing the game well is dependent on you moving forward. To me, it's not a bad idea. There's a lot of things in here too that like, depending on how they approach the XP loss, it's going to change how the game is like, if it's a very, very steep penalty, people are not going to be out there doing stupid things. If it's not that much of a steep penalty, um, it's going to be not as useful. Like, so I think there is, there's a careful balance that they have to, to play here. Um, particularly like, I think XP loss is a really good thing because there really is no penalty for dying right now. You get weakened and you're not as powerful for a bit, but who cares? But on the other hand, we also don't have a lot of the big negatives, things like corpse runs or, um, like we don't have, or losing your items. That was a big one way back when you just die and drop everything on you. Um, those sorts of things aren't around anymore either. And it's not like this is a a giant PVP area. So it's not like you're going to have people griefing and uh, killing you. Although... We will have to see how the aggro management is going to be in this because we do know that creatures are going to, uh, they won't leash. They're going to be chained to you as you run across the entire area. So whether that only affects you or those around you as well will be interesting because if it's only tagged to you and then when they, when you die or whatever, then they go back and reset and it doesn't affect anyone else. All right, not too bad. But if someone goes in and they tag it by accident or something, we're going to have lots of people trying to grief and just pulling massive groups around and uh, letting other people accidentally touch them and resulting they will die. So yes, train to zone is back and I'm really excited. <laughs> can't wait to train to zone. I can't wait. 
I can't wait to type the words. Trying to zone. Just, uh, just this horde of death coming. The cloud of death follows. Uh, I, I had, I asked this on Twitter earlier and I had a few responses and we had some from Final Fantasy XI, a few from uh, EQ1, a few more from EQ1, another, a few from Final Fantasy XI. There's just a lot of those older games where there's lots of, uh, lots of fun to be had. My, yeah. my first me- uh, thought of it when I heard that was Crash Bone Keep because that was just hell sometimes when you'd suddenly have stuff going on and then all of a sudden all of these orcs would be coming at you and you'd be like, well, I'm dead. I was trying to find our old friend Ornix. Uh, he did a song for SOE Live. He recorded it like in his house as well. Oh, uh, yeah, called, that called, one. Called Training the Zone, uh, which is a great song. And I have right, like he always gave me the like the like permission that I could always use it. So I was trying to find it to play it on the show because it is a great song. I mean, it's a very it's an EverQuest song. Like he wrote it about an EverQuest one, but it is it is to the T about like just training the zone and dying and and what it was like and. It's <laughs> uh, chilly in chat real quick. I remember in uh, 11, there was a fit level 50 boss enemy in the dunes, which was level, uh, a level 10 to 20 XP zone. Some people would spawn it, then run because they are dying, and then he would slaughter everyone. <laughs> I, I didn't get to play much of uh, EQ1 before I, I switched games, but I've heard lots and lots of stories of like, yeah, giants going and swarming the zones or people going in and aggroing guards and having them kill a bunch of people or, you know, like, uh, I think there is, it was the disciple of discord or something that you just would go and start slaughtering everybody. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Especially when you couple like game bugs. Which EQ had a lot of (laughs) very much. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I also kind of like the whole, uh, that thing back in the early days of WoW when the plague came out and then it accidentally spread outside of where it was supposed to be and just infected the entire server. Yeah, the CDC, wasn't around for that, but I read lots about it. The CDC used that as a uh, example of how to track like <laughs> like how like deadly virus would spread in a metropolitan area. I was like, way to go, Warcraft. <laughs> you help science. <laughs> if the zombie plague hit, now we know. We're all screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give you a, a pro tip, like, uh, so if you see the big bad and you think you could take it on by yourself and he starts pounding you and you run away. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> think twice, my friend. Think twice. Well, At least- it's not even that. It's not. If you don't think you can do it, you probably don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. If you go and you try to do it, you're going to die. And if you do do it and you think you're dying and you run away. You're not helping anyone else in the area. <laughs> That's when they... you start hitting your train to zone macro. Choo-choo. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Chugga-chugga death tray. Or, or as Feeney put it, just take the pounding. Yeah, just take the pounding. Say, you know what? Sometimes you gotta be like, listen, I could take this big monster, run across this zone, and have it kill everyone in its wake. Or I could just sit here and die. You're telling me, like... If they put in like a mini Biako in there, there's not going to be people wanting just to go in there and take a pounding from it. Was it's big meaty tiger hand? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Maybe maybe they'll put in a mini Doom Train. 
Yeah. He trained his own. I don't have like a cat meowing <laughs> my board or else I'm like, yeah. I I got a I got a this. I got a, I got a woo. Close enough. Alright. Choo choo, here comes the woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck you, it's February! Alright, let's get you going. It sounds like... It sounds like the world of Final Fantasy XI and Eureka. Things like NMs, Notorious Monsters, will make the use of Final Fantasy XIV systems like Fate Mechanism uh, to allow anyone to fight them. But it's also a bit like older generation gameplay, which is also something that... I mean... You know, like our, you know, friends, you know, over at Limit Break Radio, I know a lot of people give them shit and say they just want Final Fantasy XI in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's not so much that. They want death to matter. They want gear to matter. They want things like this. This is some content for them to experience and say, is this something that could be feasible in gener- the new generation of MMOs? That's a good testing ground for it. If if this is something that he could that Yoshi P could put into the next expansion as an actual thing, that's a good testing zone for it. It wouldn't hurt anything. It'd be a great way to like kind of see. Well, if it might hurt you. It, yeah, it might hurt us, but it's a good way to test to see like how can I break this up or mix it, make a mix between the two. So I'm interested to see where this grows because remember, anything Yoshi P does is always a testing bed for something newer in the in another expansion. So, you know, we got we got treasure dungeons and that worked out great. Now we have deeper treasure dungeons. We must go deeper into the treasure. This time around, it'd be called Animus. So there will be a future editions like with Omega or Bahamut's coils. Yes. Is it correct to assume that you won't be able to get the strongest weapon just yet? Like with the Zodiac, the Anima weapons, the strongest weapon will be available will depend on the point of the patches added. The highest level weapon will remain as a drop from Omega, but you will be able to get weapons of similar strength in future updates. So that's it. That's what Yoshi P has to say about this. Now, there are some interesting things. He, we, he did mention in the in the interview, we know for a fact, thanks Chili, because Chili did an interview with Yoshi P, got, and Chili broke it. He really did confirm that there is going to be Animus gear like this it's not just our weapon this is going to be gear that you can grow inside this uh in this uh area and zone now i don't we don't know there's no confirmation yet if this that gear is zone specific if it's just elemental gear that you grow uh if it's gear we take out and it's got an eye level with it that would be an interesting concept that you can put on this gear and it grows and it's got fancy we have seen that before with the palace of the dead weapons yes yeah, and you're right, and we have seen that. And that would be interesting, because that was really cool, because when you got your Palace of the Dead weapon up to a certain point, it changed color, and it looked bad. It looked cooler. I want it. So, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, chat. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. Sure. Uh, I, I do like the point that, they made, that he made, um, that it won't be necessarily the strongest weapon. Like, the Zodiac and Animal weapon, the strongest weapon will depend on the point that the patch is added. The highest weapon will remain as the drop from Omega, but you'll be able to get weapons of similar strength in future updates. So we know that, like the previous weapons, like it, it's going to kind of fluctuate. Yeah. 
Which makes sense because the people who are spending time raiding and pushing, you know, banging their heads against walls and and fighting like a whole day this time. Yeah. Ooh. Woo. Whole day. Got it down. But you know what, though? They don't like having watched them like complete it. Then they're saying, like, I'm just tired. I was up for like 36 hours. Like, that's a lot. Like when you think like and I and I like a lot of people are like they did it already in a day. But when you think that they put like 36 or some odd hours into not sleeping, patching, reading up, trying to figure out what's going down, how to like trying to see what what's going on, like running the things like it's a it's work. I wouldn't want to like to world first. Like as much as I like sometimes say like I don't understand like I don't grasp why world first is important anymore. It's still something I wouldn't want to do. Like I I it to me it's just it's a lot of work for only community recognition. Like I get like a lot of people are like yeah I did the thing got the thing we did the first and it's cool. But then you got to do it again next like couple patches, <laughs> and that that's kind of like where it's like. Ugh. So I I don't know, but I know here here comes old little flatty flat just just over here running through Eureka, punching a gorilla, running across the zones. So let's uh we're gonna throw out some theory crafting, some things we did in old school MMOs that may be in Eureka because we've only heard a little bit from Yoshi P. We talked a little bit about de leveling, uh Shin with de leveling. I know we kind of touched upon, like, is it going to play that role of, uh, is it how, like, where's that balance? Is it like a large chunk? Do you lose a whole level or is it the thing where it's like, oh, hey, uh, I, that's nothing. I'm okay. I can die a couple times and not feel it. So, uh, I mean, do you, what do you think? Like, do you think they're going to go like balls to the wall? Like, (laughs) I don't think they're going to be that drastic in this change. Like they do have they want to have some incentive to make it hurt but i don't think they're going to go too much because they don't want to alienate people either they do know that people want that kind of old school feel to things but they also realize that or at least i hope they realize that people don't actually want that and a lot of these old school hardcore uh, mechanics are something that people romanticize or, or remember through like nostalgia and while it sounds really, really cool and, and you have really great memories from it, reality is, is that when you're coming and playing now, you don't want to, to waste time or to do that. You don't have the same amount uh, to put into it as you might have had 20 years ago. And to kind of add on to that as well, um, when we had, a, like, it, there's a lot of games that used to have this mechanic. And I know like the ones that I played were EverQuest 1 and EverQuest 2, both of them had this mechanic right up front. Um, I'm not sure. I think EverQuest, I don't know if it has it still or not, but EverQuest 2 eventually did take it out after a few patches, um, more so because they realized that it, it wasn't a really great mechanic and it's very much a punishment for players as they play. Uh, so on that sense, I don't think it makes sense. But on the other hand, with the way that they're doing it in Final Fantasy XIV now, uh, you have your main character and their levels and that's permanent. Like You don't lose XP as you do this. This is a completely optional that's a side area. It's completely different. And now it's a separate level. So I think in that way, it makes it a lot better. Like you can try some of these more hardcore mechanics. You can have things like permadeath. You can have things like um, XP loss or, and training and all of those sorts of different things uh, because you're not losing your main progress on your character. It's just a side thing. And we've already seen this with Palace of the Dead 
where you go from one to 50, uh, or sorry, one to 60. And you just, you keep doing that every single time you go in and then you can reset it whenever, like your levels don't mean much in there and you can continue doing them over and over again. So I think if it's similar to that or along the same lines, like you don't care that you're going to lose that level as much as you would is if that's your main um, growth indicator. We also don't know if there's going to be sections where it's like, all right, you you grew your weapon and here, like you hit a checkpoint area, so you're not going to lose XP past X this point. Like you don't want to like spend time in there, get your weapon up to like an eye level. It's like, yeah, I got the weapon. And all of a sudden you like die and it's like, oh, well, we also don't know if character level or matches the weapon level either. We know that you have an elemental level and we know that it's going to be used to strengthen armor and gear, but we don't know if that gear level is going to actually de-level at all. Maybe the gear level, my guess at least would be that your character level can go down, but your gear level, once it's gained, is that's it. That's it. So do you think the elemental level is the one we're losing then? That, like, like Yes, we, yeah, like, definitely. It's the stuff that we force, like kind of like light. Like we had to grow light to power up our weapon, so the elemental well, level is really... I don't, I don't think that the elemental level is going to have to do anything to do with the actual um, getting like the power of your weapon necessarily. I think the elemental level is a way of uh, allowing you to explore Eureka and kind of get out there or try different things or go to different areas, which will be independent of what you're going to do with your weapon. So like, for example, maybe you have an elemental level of 10. You can go to certain areas in Eureka and do certain things with your tent, with your weapon, but then you get an elemental level of 50 and you can go to other areas that will strengthen your weapon in different ways. Now, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to change the topic, so go ahead. No, okay, no, I was going to say, I, so was I, so. <laughs> but go ahead, I want to see where you're going to go. I was actually going to say, like, going off the name here, we have the same elemental levels, and we know that there are a number of elements in Final Fantasy already. We had fire and wind and water and et cetera, all these different ones. There is a possibility that we may see more than one elemental level as well. Like, you, know, you have to level up your fire separate from your water, separate from your air separate from like each of these different things differently do you think and heart? i think they're sorry do you think we're gonna have heart i would love to have heart but you have to max them out every single other one out before you can get hurt and then once you max heart then you can summon bahamut captain <laughs> captain bahamut <laughs> but yeah i think having separate levels like that would be really interesting so maybe eureka like, and we know that this is the first level of Eureka and it was called um, Animos. And so maybe this is themed around a certain element and maybe we'll get another one that's themed around a different element. And I think that also brings uh, uniqueness to environments and they can play with it. Like this is a whole new area. Maybe we'll have one area dedicated to fire and lava and, and kind of like Hell's Lid. Um, or maybe we'll get like a whole sub uh, or like an underwater subaquatic area where we can kind of explore in that sort of sense. Maybe we'll get an area that's ice. Maybe we'll get an area that's uh, floating in islands, kind of like uh, uh, Diadem right now. So like, they could kind of play around with that sort of elemental plane thing as well. And maybe depending on your levels, you can go to different areas or what. Like, there's a lot of things that they could do that would be kind of cool with this. And we don't really know yet. You know, if they do all the cool stuff. Uh I'm going to throw this out there so chat starts typing it out. Like, chat, uh, a lot of you played 11, uh, so I know there's probably parts of this that, that 
highly remind you of love it. I know some of you have already mentioned it, but uh, is there like a section in 11 that this strongly reminds you of? Uh, is this like a sky or anything like that? Like, l- let me know in chat. We'll, we'll come back to it, but I just want to throw it out there now. Um, with, with that being said, right, like with these elemental levels playing a big deal, we, we do know, like, it would be interesting. Like, you probably have to have, like, I would say, like, you don't want anybody, everybody to go fire, right? Like, that would seem weird. Like, you would probably want, like, your party varied in, in, in different elemental levels for probably, I would think, various reasons. Like, party, all right, man, I'll go fire. I'm going to have to raise my fire up a little bit. I see you're raising night. Like, you would want, like, a nice mix, probably, of elementals to go out there to fight things with. I would guess, like, or or maybe things have certain weaknesses. Like, hey, like... Um, for example, like a tree would be weak to fire, uh, like a tree ant would be weak to fire. But like, if you go up against like a, uh, I don't know, some, like some sort of fish or something like that, uh, and you go in, you, and you're wearing like water elemental armor, like it's like, you're not doing anything to it. It's just punching in the face. Like it's nothing. Uh, that would be an interesting concept. Like, hey, there's weaknesses, uh, and re- like there's resistances and weaknesses as well. Like, it, it's a give and take. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, water's weak to ele- lightning, um, but you know, but lightning's weak against ground. Like, kind of like the old Pokemon, like rock paper scissors kind of roundabout thing. Uh, do you think they'd do anything with that? Kind of like toss up like some not only resistances on us, but also weaknesses on the monsters. I think if they were going to go that direction and have uh, themed monsters or themed areas like that, I think it would only make sense to have strong and weak and kind of neutral things as well. Uh, I'd actually be kind of disappointed if they went that direction and didn't put those sorts of things in, because I think that's a very Final Fantasy-esque thing, is you have this giant ice creature and you throw uh, fire on it and it takes more damage because, you know, it's ice. It's not rocket science here. Fire, ice, bad, bad mixture. So like, there's a lot of things they can do in it. And especially when you bring it back to like the old school Final Fantasy things, those mechanics seem to line up kind of well. But again, we're going to see how they have how this plays both into an MMO as to a side quest area. And I know they keep saying that they want to try all these new innovations, these new things that you don't see in any MMOs. And we are pretty harsh about this, about... Is this something that other MMOs have? But so far from what we've heard, it doesn't sound like anything new, with the exception of it might be similar to Eleven or some of those more old school games. So jury's still out on that. But I think that there are a lot of things that they can do with this. And based on their past history, I'm really hoping that they kind of go a little bit further and go out there and try things like that. And they should, right? Like... Uh, oh, by all means, they should. Yeah, they, they really have should. No reason to not. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't mention it on the show, but Final Fantasy fourteen was voted MMO of the, of the year of twenty seventeen. So, you know, go go game I play. <laughs> you did it, but with good reason, right? I think Stormblood did bring in a lot of nice changes. It had a great solid story. Uh, it redid the whole all the classes, uh, <laughs> all of them, better or worse. Summoner. Okay. Uh, but you know, a lot of it is based on like, yeah, we're we're looking for those innovative things. Don't don't get me wrong. Rival Wings is pretty innovative for an MMO. Uh, even though like we could say, yeah, but League of Legends is a MOBA. MOBAs exist. Yeah, but not in an MMO space. Like Warcraft was going to do a MOBA built in, but they broke it out and made Heroes of the Storm. 
but now I get my character, I get a MOBA, we get the cool uh, um, robots from uh, Alexander, or yeah, from Alexander, and uh, I get to hear the Alexander robot musics when, <laughs> when I roll around, and that's a lot of For fun. justice. Oh, can't. It's so good. But that's really cool. That's a lot of fun PvP, and it's, you know, you win 100 matches, you get a Mecha Gorilla. It's okay. Like, sign me up. <laughs> No one ever told me there was a mecha gorilla here. We didn't just—I've not done rival wings yet, but it sounds like we need to start grinding this. Yeah, there's a mecha gorilla for 100 wins. Yeah, we do need to start grinding it because I want my mecha gorilla. Uh, I still need to get my horse, so we'll we'll figure this out. Yeah, sure. Soon. Listen, I'll help you get. Listen, we can set. Oh, we can set up teams now for a feast. For sure, like we can actually have a feast team. So I'm I'm stoked. We can set that team up. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, like all right. So back to, back to Eureka and theory crafting it. Uh, so yeah, we knew about training the zone. So that's not really like a theory craft. We know that's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to be affected. If it's going to be that large chain, if everyone's screwed or you're just screwed or everybody in your party. I'm assuming you're a party, you're screwed. But would would it be interesting if they did take that little extra? Like all right, well, everyone's in trouble. because yeah. if you're gonna training the zone is pointless. If you're not actually like if you just train the zone, that means like, all right, all these monsters are now training you, but it's pointless. It's, then. So there was two things that people use training the zone for. One was, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Run away. Uh-huh. And the other one was <laughs> let's grief everyone in the zone because <laughs> why not? I mean, I'm not going to do that, but, <laughs> you know. I would be the person on stream that would laugh hysterically as I'm being chased. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel so bad for everyone that's dying. 50k, I'll res you. Okay. Oh, that's so expensive. That's unfortunate. Are we in the party? Are we in the same party? Or are you just like walking by? Yeah. Aw. Uh, me too. Alright, what's going on in chat? Anyway, uh, so we know training's up, but next is going to be that gear, like that gear. We He didn't really mention it like here, and I kind of mentioned it up there. We don't know how the gear is going to take place. We know that there's going to be relic gear. Thanks, Thank you again, Chili. There's going to be relic gear. Um, and that, I think that's really awesome. I think that's kind of... The weapons were always cool because the designs were really awesome. The particle effects were solid on them. Um, they're, they're really nice pieces of, of, of gear that you can get. Um, so the idea of getting armor that could be just that cool. Like I love the armor sets in this game, but they're very like they're high fi- fantasy armor sets, but they're very realistic at the same time. Like I, they're none of them very rarely are very like swing sparkle. Like Warcraft has like the, the shoulder pads that breathe fire and, shoot butterflies at him or like if you're yeah, you dru- don't need, you don't need the huge cauldrons of death shoulders. yeah i have a mammoth on my shoulder but i kind of dig the mammoth on my shoulder because but you know what like if i can get some cool particle effects and glowy bits <laughs> yeah uh, glowy sublocar yeah <laughs> um it's i'm like- still i'm still waiting for the sublocar with a squirrel on the front mm-hmm Get nuts. So the people can do the, the thing cosplay. Yeah, get nuts. Get nuts. Uh, 
There, uh, there was also a uh, in in Warcraft. There was specifically an armor set. I think it was Pandaria that had the druids wearing like was almost like a dead tree. Like they were wearing like and like part of the tree shoulders was like a spider would come out and like build a nest and like drop off your shoulders and flowers were bloom like you were such a foresty type tree creature is great that's a bit much for our game it is a bit like i admit like warcraft fits that nicely because they are the art style that they are uh but for final fantasy very much i think particle effects lighting lights would be cool glowy bits i think they've kept the particle effects on the rest of your gear pretty low key i I don't i can't think of anything really that has particle effects that's on non-weapons but you saw but i don't know if they tested it in a weird way remember in on our um what are their squadrons or squadrons gear when they got to a certain level like their shoulder pads were to get like 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 no you didn't see that i swear i I don't really pay attention to my squadron they're shoved in the back of limsa somewhere (laughs) like i kind of go in there and make sure they're like they're fed (laughs) you guys eating okay well, I'm going to go back out of here and have fun. Can we go? No, <laughs> you stay here. Guard the house. Um, So, yeah, no, they got like glowy bits. They get like woo-woo, glowy bits. And I dig that. I think I dig the glowy. It looks cool. I like it. Not to say that dark. Like, I, I just hate that our, our sometimes our, our, our coolest armor is like here. You just hit level 70. Here's the coolest armor set. I'm like, yeah, I got my class armor set. And then all of a sudden you wear it, and then it's like, here are all these new pieces. You're like, no. <laughs> now I look goofy, and I don't like it. That's why we have glamour plates I, now. D- yeah, but... Sure. <laughs> I guess. In Final Fantasy fourteen, Mochi gets you. Mochi gets you pounded. All right, fair enough. Uh, I would love if the Mochi guy just showed up in, like, Eureka. So. <laughs> And big do like a big mochi pounding. Uh, so also there, I you know some theory crap. Uh, Final Fantasy 3 is a big like I hit buttons. We know Final Fantasy 3 is an influence for this because that's where Eureka and the Crystal Tower series comes from. Also, the same series. Also, where- they said flat out that it was. Yeah, flat out. But, but there are some things in here that I have. Uh, there's the curse of the five worms. There's, uh, you know, obtaining powerful weapons uh, to f- need to fight Zonde. There are some things here that would be really interesting if there is Zonde. If there is, well, no, Zonde was at the top of the tower. I take that back. We fought him. I and take we it back. The worm with the five heads. We did fight the five worms. Uh, so the question is, like, what's going to be in here? Like, like we know that like the weapons that you fight aren't going to be in here, but there would be cool if there is some like dope stuff from final fantasy 3 that didn't end up here you know because that would be interesting call back to final fantasy 3 give you that little bit of connection you need up to crystal tower without being it directly related to crystal tower and uh make it its own thing uh i don't know what's going on chat they're psychopaths <laughs> i'll i'll crazy i'll crazy uh, I mean, I, I find it interesting. A lot of this, a lot of this expansion is like, we got submarines this patch and Nautilus, the submarine was, you know, in Final Fantasy three and stuff like that. So, um, this expansion definitely seems to be nostalgia expansion. Like they're bringing back a lot of things. And I don't know if that's because they've run out of ideas 
because and they just want something that, to get people to come in and play or if they are doing it consciously because they really want to tie in a lot of these old games but at some point that will run out or if they're they're doing it with some goal in mind in the end like they're they are bringing a lot of nostalgia in right up front right now especially with six and three and 12 and uh like there's a whole bunch of it all hitting at once and we know that there's going to be seven tie-ins eventually and 15 tie-ins coming in so i they are putting a ton of stuff into the game now what's the strategy here with it i mean it's been the 30th year of final fantasy right like so that's been been a big deal so to me it's like all right so sigma like the whole omega scape rating is very much the love letter to final fantasy fans hey you like x death you like you remember uh kafka here here's your chance to fight those final fantasy 14 and for the people that never played those games those are iconic bosses getting to see that on a savage mode getting to see x death expand past the powerpoint and become what he really is but see to see kafka become the jester that becomes a, that rises to godhood like that is dope stuff like stuff that i played when i was younger that was like oh, like on a 2d 8-bit sprite setting 16-bit sprites and stuff like you're like oh my god my mind is blown you can see it in a 3d space you're like oh my god you know and then you can see like you can hear dancing mad and, and stuff like I don't know. Everyone seems those don't seem to be the reactions that a lot of people I've seen. Flatus, what? What? What's going on in chat? Flatus slash Sulk, elegant son. Something about weapons and Uh really creepy enemy thing. Mm, I want the weapons from eleven. Well, Chili, Chili gave us a. Let me copy that one. What is what is that, Chili? Looks like some. It's it's an enemy type from eleven, apparently. Chad is now starting to have fights between different Final Fantasy games. Really? Why? Why? Feeny threw out there that Kefka has two wings because he's twice the villain Sephiroth will ever be. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You could also flip it and say, uh, you know, I all I needed was one wing. <laughs> two two wings. <laughs> One wing. I don't. Need, I only need one wing to ascend. Anyway, I only need. I only need one wing to ascend to grab a meteor from space and I send it hurling into a planet. Although you know, if you played, if you played, you know, if you know it's going down. Anyway, I. But a lot of people in chat. I mean, seven was fantastic. I'm a big fan of the whole series, but I'm one of those weird people that's like all the games have good merits, but you know. I know you haven't. And I'm one of those people that haven't played most of them. That's true. You have not. But, what did you say? Them's fighting words? Kafka has four wings, you dolts. Kill him, Kanta's swinging in there, but Kafka has four wings. I wish he would have called people walnuts. <laughs> you walnuts. Uh, nine is best game. Nine? Nine? Really? Kefa has four wings because he's four times uh, the We, we can have a fight on the games later. Yeah, we... yeah, we'll take that. I don't know where. <laughs> take it somewhere. Yell, yell at us an email. Yeah, yell at us an email. Tell us why your Final Fantasy 14 game is the best Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy game. Not 14, but tell me why your. Tell us why Final Fantasy 14 is the best Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah, tell us that why the things. All the things. Anyway. Um. 
So uh, we know fates are going to be in there, but he said that like not all things are going to be using fates. What other systems do you think there might be? Like we, you know, there's we know the fate system is already built in game, so it'd be easy for them to implement it there. It's also pr pretty useful for like that's a big XP boost, especially if they keep using like the XP bonuses, but it, flip it over because you know. I really hope that we see a return of the emergency fate system. That was something really cool in Diadem, and I think that would be kind of cool if they had a whole bunch of those in that would randomly appear. Um, so I think that would be really, really cool to see. I'm not sure how they would do it necessarily because of the way that the parties are. Like you can go in with one person, four people, two people, eight people, whatever. Um, so it would be kind of interesting to see how that might play out. I could also see hunts coming back in there as well. Like hunts would be a really interesting concept to put in there, especially since we know there's notorious monsters in there already. And those are going to be implemented as fates. Maybe we can do other ones implemented as hunts as well or different ones. That would be um, awesome. Like like the amount of people like you can get in a zone to run over and like Right. Yeah. Something closer to like Ixian or Odin or Behemoth, like especially those ones as well, like the the super fates kind of. Um I'd also like to see some more chain fates as well implemented in there where you do a fate which triggers another, which triggers another kind of thing, and you kind of get this whole chain thing going until you get this one big epic fate at the end. I think that would be a really cool thing to yeah. implement. Uh, apart from that, I don't. I can't really think of any interesting systems that they can do. Um, I would like to see, uh, especially going back to that idea that the elemental uh, levels kind of actually indicate that there's elemental areas as well. Um, I think that idea would be kind of cool to put in where you need to have like a, a certain elemental level of fire before you can go and visit the lava area or a certain elemental lo level of water before you go like the subaquatic area. And I would definitely like to see a lot more uh, aquatic exploration in here. Like I know we can't do underwater combat, but really the oceans in the Ruby Sea and all the other uh, underwater places aren't terribly exciting, but there's lots that you can do with underwater. And there's other games that have done underwater stuff that is a little bit more exciting, especially visually. Like you can see it in some of the areas that are pretty detailed underwater, like Ashisui uh, and... Um, I can't remember the name of where I was sitting, where the Kojin tribe is, but all of those areas are very, very detailed and very interesting, but in between them is not as much. So I'd like to see a little bit more um, in an underwater environment like that. You can go Doga's Grotto, maybe like, Swim underwater, find Doga's Grotto. Like it's an emergency fate. They have to like swim to get to this thing and be kind of dope, be useful. It'd be like, so you kind of like have to explore the waters and stuff for it like that. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, uh, so chat, chat, God damn it, chat. Uh, I think we're coming up on, are we? Damn, we're, we really are coming up on like on that hour. Um, I can't, I don't know. Like I honestly, I I'm excited. I like Eureka is one thing that I think I've been excited for, for this expansion. Like the, for the longest, like, give me Eureka. I want the thing. Give me the thing. I want it. Sips whiskey. Got a little whiskey in my eye. <laughs> Got a little eye whiskey. Like hit the corner, not actually on my eyeball. <laughs> this would be a more painful experience right now. That that is not the orifice you're supposed to drink the whiskey from. Yeah, no, it gets 
<laughs> gets right in the bloodstream, that smoky eye feeling. So I, the, that's how the Scots drink it. <laughs> Just right in Not the eye. Not supposed to be smoke around the eye. Right in the eyeball. Right, Feeny? Dump whiskey right on the eye. Anyway. <laughs> uh, with that being said, I think that Eureka is going to be such an interesting push forward from an old school take, putting it into a new, a new school, or not, I don't want to say new school, taking an old era thing, mixing it into the new school, giving it some, breathing it some life back into uh, what can be considered stale MMO cookie cutter content, giving you something that's a little tougher, a little bit risky, something that you're going to have to watch your stuff on. And giving us maybe something to actually be like, man, I we can do this. This is fun. This is like something you can jump in and I won't feel monotonous. Like that's going to be the big thing. Like if it's going to be this massive, like I hope it's a chunk zone. Like I feel like I want to be it to be big. Um, So it, it, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope <laughs> up front. I hope that it's not crushed. I hope it's not like diadem 2.0. <laughs> Can't wait to get in there. <laughs> We made your airships useless. <laughs> Died in 2.0. And now we're going to make your submarines useless. Submarines. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of hope with this. And it, like, there's, it's been a long lead time. There's been a lot of work that's been going into it. A lot of information. And it sounds really promising. But like everything else, we're going to have to just kind of sit there and wait. See what comes out. Hope for the best. Uh, we have only uh, about a month left and before we actually get to see this and experience it ourselves. And then uh, hopefully we can follow up on this episode and be like, hey, here's what happened. We were right or we were wrong. Or what the fuck did we just get? <laughs> One of those three things or all of it may happen. <laughs> but uh, that would be an interesting, interesting thing. I can't wait. I can't wait. So. So, with that being said, uh, Shane, you got any closing thoughts on uh, Eureka and where we're going? Nope, that was it. I don't have really closing thoughts either, but I will say this. If you're new to MMOs, if Final Fantasy XIV is your first MMO and the idea of losing levels and, and training to zones and scares you, don't let it scare you. It's, it's, it was fun. It, was, it made those games unique. Um, it was fun in a sadistic way, which if you're listening to us, you already enjoyed that sort of thing. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> Share us with your mom, I guess. Hi, Paul's mom. <laughs> um, hi, Mrs. Hi, Mrs. Metal. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, let's... Let's let people know where they can actually, like, you know, do stuff with us. If you like us. If you like being sadistic, you should join our FC. You're into sadism. Yeah. Uh, Domina de Umbra uh, is our FC over on uh, Greg Amesh. <laughs> Go Greg? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know. It's Greg Amesh. Yeah, Greg Amesh. And uh, if you don't know what's going down there, a lot. Uh, we're going, uh, we just hit rank eight. We're, d I'm going to see what I can do to get that house next week. It's supposed to be a week. So I'm just trying to get a house. If I got to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and get us a house. I will do that. I'm going to get us a house. <laughs> We're going to get us a large. It'd be great. 
Uh, and uh, we're recruiting heavily. Uh, we want people to come play with us. We have uh, our recruiter back, and we have people coming back to play the game. And it's it's fun again. Like the game is getting fun. And I said that like having like over the holiday, like I was interested in going back and playing. And and Shin's back, and we're back doing this. And you can come join us and join us for the kooky shenanigans. Uh, it's a lot of jokes. If you've not been on our server yet, Kane joined. Kane's rolling over there, Dark Knight. We got Feeny. Feeny bounced the character up there. We have a friends just rolling characters, you know, joining in there. You might see some people you know. You might see, meet some faces you've heard on the show before. Uh, like Safe and or uh, you know, others. <laughs> uh might you might even see Chili. Chili Rose Swingin' is his name on that server. <laughs> uh, it's a name. It's it's true. That's his name. Yes, it is. Chili Rose Swingin'. Uh, so come, come give us a follow and see what's going down on Gilgamesh. Uh, it's yeah. Tasha. Woo. Tasha. Tasha's our poster cat. Beware Tasha. Tasha's our poster. Yeah. If Tasha's got a bikini on and also carrying an ax, I guarantee don't ask for Tasha's number because you know, and Tasha always carries an ax, whether you can see it or not. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> I don't want to where Tasha's hiding the act. Anyway, show promotion. Shin, go ahead and tell us where they can find us. Oh, probably at the bottom of the barrel, but you can find us uh, weekly. Uh, we do live shows on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Maelstrom Radio. Uh, usually these are on Fridays at around 6, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific or around 9, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find our shows also on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or directly on our website at maelstromradio.com. Uh, you will notice now that you have our entire archive on uh, all of that now, so you can listen from episodes 1 through 66 once we have it uploaded. Uh, usually we'll try to get that out within a few days. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, please do send us your comments, questions, whatever. Tell us why Final Fantasy XIV is the best Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, tell us why you hate it. Tell us why you really, really, really want Biako to do. And uh, <laughs> you can send those to show at maelstromradio.com. Uh, we also have a Discord server if you'd like to come and chat with us. You can find it on our website. Uh, the link is on there. It's also on our Twitter account, which you can find us at twitter.com forward slash maelstrom underscore radio. Finally, we have a Facebook page. You can find it at facebook.com slash maelstrom radio. Vladis, take us away. Please. <laughs> oh, oh, there's going to be so many people who are like, did that just break up? What's going on there? Oh, all right, Shin, go ahead and say goodbye. Oh, I'm going to go do this. Click button. <laughs> click this button and click this button. It's all the button clicking as you normally know here at Maelstrom Radio. So one more time. Thanks. Thanks, Safe. Fuck you. It's February. Fuck you. It's February. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> 
Uh, let us know. Send us an email, like Shin said. Go grab our email from show at mailsfromradio.com. Tell us why you're excited for Eureka. Tell us what Final Fantasy XIV is your favorite Final Fantasy XIV. Also, tell us probably why you're... Uh, tell us your favorite Final Fantasy XIV villain. Is it Kefka because he has more wings than Sephiroth? Is it, you know, pick one. Sa or Sephiroth. Actually, every villain is better than Sephiroth. Let's put that. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? As we say here... Till C swallows all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of maelstromradio.com, Blackfire Media Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening theme provided by Benjamin Anthony James. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash ben773. Our outro is provided by Sodo. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash soda. Views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of Maelstrom Radio and their hosts, and do not reflect the views and opinions of Square Enix. And until C swallows all, keep listening.